This is the DL Power Couple Podcast. I'm Dominique. And I'm Miss Latrice. Coming at you. Today's topic is vulnerability. And this is a very important subject for me because my view of vulnerability was at one side of the spectrum as I was younger and has now traveled to the other side of the spectrum as I got a little older and met a little more people. So it's one of those very interesting topics that takes a big swing in your life depending on who you know, what you're doing, Mm -hmm. and who your influences are. Right. So for you then, growing up, how did you view being vulnerable? Growing up, I viewed vulnerability as a weakness, Mm. as something that you should never be, especially if you're competing or if you're doing anything that matters, you you just can't be vulnerable. You got to you got to be tough and strong and he man all the time <laughs> and just put your best foot forward and putting your best foot forward and vulnerability, which is not synonymous in that regard. So, you know, when you're playing football, your coaches are not telling you to go out there and be vulnerable. Um, you know, when you're wrestling, you know, when you're hurt or you're tired, your coaches are like, you know, don't don't go out there and look vulnerable. Go out there and look look like you're fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, look like you're not tired at all. Look like it's the first period when it's the third period and all this stuff. And it just teaches you against vulnerability to the point where it's just something that you never want to explore. Mm. So you think that trickled down into your personal experiences, like beyond competition in sports? Well, yeah. Um and then me coming from a, from a military family, it's just one of those things where vulnerability just wasn't preached as something that's going to help me get through life. Mm. Like it was, it was the toughness, it was the thick skin, it was the not being sensitive all the time. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, pr- pretty much putting on that mask that I needed to put on to get through certain situations. That's that's more what was focused on. Yeah, and I think for me, vulnerability, for me, vulnerability was viewed in such a negative light just because as women I feel like you know when when they started becoming vulnerable with men or whoever that they were with that meant that they were susceptible to being hurt so then for me it was like no don't let anybody see that um you know you're having a bad day or that you know you're you're ready to cry or something's too too hard or too tough because oftentimes we hear you know you got to get over it and I think even within like the black community that's something that we were just taught, you know, oh, slavery happened to you. You got to get over. You got to keep pushing. Oh, they're killing, you know, black on black crime is happening. Oh, you got to get over. You got to keep pushing. So for me, I think vulnerability was just stressed and um, stressed. And what's the word I'm looking for? Just just we were surrounded by it and just told you cannot be vulnerable like all the time. So for me, it was like, nah, I will never be that because um, it's a sign of weakness. And being weak just means you're going to be beat up or you're going to get stepped over and X, Y, Z. So for me, yeah, I was never looking forward to being vulnerable when I was growing up or I didn't like to be at least. Are there any specific experiences that you remember that made you really try to push that vulnerability out when it could have seeped into your life? Um, or wait, wait, what do you mean? Like when I sh- could have been vulnerable, but I chose not to be? Is that what you're asking me? Yes. Um, I think when I was in class a lot, like academically, if something was really hard or like, like I was teased a lot, right? Um, but I didn't want to cry and let somebody know, oh, okay, your 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 words actually hurt me, or um, 
what you did actually hurt me. So then I have to put on this mask. They're like, oh, yeah, you said these words, but that didn't do anything to me. So um, I feel like let me let me try to think of a specific situation. Let me ask you a better question. Mm hmm. What happened that made you think of vulnerability as a weakness? This is without your your influences, without your parents telling you, or without people telling you. What was happening in your life, or what were you seeing that made you think vulnerability is a weakness, and it's not something I should engage in? Mm, I feel like it was more so from watching movies and stuff. Like I would, I would watch um, maybe like those rom coms or just those something where love was involved, right? And the female specifically. Um, because I identify as a woman, but I'm a female. Um, she would do something where she would pour her whole heart out, right, to this guy, and and then he would either cheat on her or do something, you know, because that's just the way love stories work. The, the dude or whoever you're in love with does something wrong, and now it's like betrayal of the heart and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, you just can't put yourself in that position. Don't let your guard down. Don't, don't be vulnerable with these people until, you know, you know 100% for sure that you can be. And really, I think it, it made me believe as a kid, you never can be 100% vulnerable with anybody because they're they're doomed, basically, to disappoint you or, you know, throw it in your face, basically. So going back to your previous question of when did somebody do something like that? So I remember um, I shared a, a very personal story with somebody about my life and basically they just threw it back in my face. And I was just like, wow, like here I was, you know, letting my guard down or just giving somebody a chance to actually get to know, you know, the real Latrice and things that happened in Latrice's life. And that person basically was just like, oh, yeah, and that's why blah, 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 blah. Right. So it's like to me, that's why I viewed it as something you just shouldn't do, because people either a throw it in your face or like we're taught, step over you. OK, I don't know if I answered your question, but what about you? <laughs> Well, for me, it was basically just the sports, mm-hmm. like the whole, I mean, football and wrestling, they're notorious sports. I guess more people know about football, mm-hmm. but they're both those sports where, you know, pain is temporary. It's it's, those, it's that sport where your coaches ask you, are you hurt or are you injured or are you hurt? Like right. once you get injured, they're like, are you injured or are you hurt? And you say, I'm hurt. Right. And then no, you can play hurt. You just can't play injured. So it's one of those things where you start getting numb to Mm -hmm. the things affecting you. And then vulnerability is on the other side of the spectrum. And it's that it's that ground you shouldn't enter into. Right. If you want to be the best version of yourself. That's Mm -hmm. that's what it was being made out to be Mm -hmm. in my childhood. So, yeah, it was I was way far away from it, (laughs) way far away from it. And. It kind of it made it hard to start connecting with people at a certain point. Yeah. It was cool where I was from, and then when when I meet people from different, when I started meeting people from different areas. Once I got to college, they were just not as intense. <laughs> right, like, I was intense about everything, what I meant, what I said, how mm-hmm. I, you know everything, and they and they would they'd be super laid back about stuff. Uh, sometimes, um, I don't know, they just wouldn't be as worried about things as I would be, especially when it came to what I was putting off mm-hmm. image and what I was saying, they were more laid back. So right. uh, I had, that was one of those like barriers that I had to kind of get past within myself where I'm like, okay, I mean, let me adjust to this. Um, 
you know, they just hadn't been through the same stuff. Right. Were there any instances where you did become vulnerable and how did that change, either change your view of vulnerability or, you know, make you go, this is why I'm not vulnerable? No, I wasn't just out here being vulnerable. So (laughs) what happened was (laughs) I met a male professional dancer Mm -hmm. and he had said that vulnerability is a strength. Mm. And this when I was on a research tour Mm -hmm. with Latrice. I remember this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I asked that person, okay, so how's it a strength? Now, this is us talking... After he had said all this, because I really wanted to know what he was talking about. <laughs> this is the first time I had heard these words before right. in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. So, and then I said, how is vulnerability a strength? And this guy, he's like a, he, he, he talks in like, um, not Proverbs, but like, he'll give you a really deep answer <laughs> and he knows it, which is funny. Um, <laughs> and what I got from it was. When you're vulnerable, you give yourself permission mm-hmm. to let go yeah. and show what you're really about, mm-hmm. what you really mean, mm-hmm. who you really are. And just the authenticity alone will come out better than the fakeness you put out when you're trying to hold yourself back. Right. And I started thinking about that and realized that whenever I've looked at somebody, and thought they're really strong Mm -hmm. or really brave, it's really because they just stuck their neck out further than the people around them, Mm -hmm. and they just made themselves more vulnerable than the people around them in that moment. And it blew my mind. I mean, all this time I thought the strength and bravery and all this was just that, but really it all stems from, from vulnerability. Just being more vulnerable than everybody else Make it, it gets internalized from the outside in mm-hmm. as strength. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, um, because we're just taught that being vulnerable means you're weak. It it's one of those things where it's really hard um, to grasp that 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 message that that dancer told you, basically of you know it's okay to let go. Um, and I learned that freshman year at Purdue that you know being vulnerable is almost allowing you to have a type of freedom. So once you realize that you can be vulnerable and that it is okay and that you're not weak um, for being vulnerable, that opens just, you know, to me, there's so many levels to freedom, but that opens up one of those levels to freedom for you. Now, I'm not saying be all out here and be um, just completely let your guard down and just be gullible and and all that. No, that that's not what I'm saying. But being able to take that mask off and know that you don't have to always be strong and hold back your emotions and blah, 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 because that's going to lead to so many mental illnesses and challenges and things like that in your life that you wouldn't even imagine. So you got people walking around here acting like they're tough, acting like they don't have feelings and acting like they're numb. When in reality, you know, they they have feelings. <laughs> um, it's it's crazy to me for to even think that I was one of those people for so many years of my life because that's just how we're raised and taught. Yeah, and um, now I'm on the complete other end of the spectrum when it comes to vulnerability. I try to make sure that I don't look at it in the negative mm-hmm. because, I mean, that that pretty much sends me back to where I was when I was younger, and I definitely want to be on a positive traje- uh, trajectory. Mm-hmm. 
I also make sure that I just keep my mind level on and and address the way I'm feeling. Like if I start feeling insecure about something Mm -hmm. because I'm about to put myself in a vulnerable situation, you know, I just make sure that in that moment I tell myself, you know what, it's okay, it's fine. Yeah, that acknowledgement. Yeah, because sometimes, especially like if if you're wrestling and you make yourself vulnerable, that means that you're about to do a move that is going to put you in a 50-50 position for 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 like maybe like a split second where either you're going to have the edge or your opponent is going to have the edge. Mm-hmm. But if you succeed, you did well. Right. Like and or sometimes sometimes you put yourself in a very in a situation where yeah, if your opponent catches you, it's, it that's it. Mm-hmm. So it was one of them things where, and the the wrestlers who do it are really good. You, right. There's wrestlers who you're like, oh my gosh, they just threw the match away, and then boom, they won it mm-hmm. because they were willing to make themselves vulnerable to get that W. Yeah, and now and you see people who do that in the industry, like especially in, people in the music industry, like who will do something, and you're like, they just killed their career. Nope, mm-hmm. they just boosted it. Yeah. Now you're gonna be talking about them for the next. Three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> they can start selling t-shirts. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy the way vulnerability actually works. Yeah. And how much strength it actually gives you once you're able to not conquer it. I don't want to, you know, do I, but just once you embrace it. Yeah. Actually, going back to the first question where you had asked me, you know, why I wasn't vulnerable or when a moment where I could have been vulnerable and why I didn't do it. So being an artist, you have to be vulnerable. You don't get a choice. So if you decide to be an artist, a public one, and let people into whatever your artistry is, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be real. You have to be raw or it's just not going to go anywhere. You're just being fake and you're not real. And then that's not an artist, right? So I remember um, seventh grade year is when I first started getting into uh, saying my spoken word, like poetry as spoken word. And I always used to say like, I write, not recite. That's me, right? Because to me, actually having to get up and go in the mic and, you know, verbally um, express how I was feeling when I wrote this stuff, that was being vulnerable. That now people are looking at me, people are listening to me, and they're like, I don't know, I feel like they're judging me and, and thinking, A, you know, that I'm weak because I'm being, I'm becoming vulnerable, right? And so I just remember, like, the people who were over our um, arts after school program, they would be like, come on, Latrice, like, I know, I know how you want to say this. And I mean, I can't say, you know, what you wrote down. I, I can't tell you how to feel. Only you know how to feel, right? And if I listen back to the, some of those old poetry of me just being rebellious or just choosing not to be vulnerable, I was just like, no. And I literally sat there and said this very beautiful piece, literally like this, like, I am strong. I am bold. No one can tell me what I can do. Like, it was literally, I was like, oh, Latrice, what was wrong with you? And so uh, my 10th grade year uh, at Emerson is when I joined the poetry team there. I got a little better at putting myself out there um, as far as being vulnerable goes, but I still viewed it as as a weakness. And then going to Purdue and joining Haraka and all the other organizations, that's where I was like, I did my best. I was in my prime. I could do, you couldn't tell me nothing. Like seriously, those lyrics, you you couldn't tell Latrice, Miss Latrice, distinctly unique, nothing. Like there was nothing I couldn't do because now I'm expressing either A, you know, experiences that have shaped my life or B, um, uh, the lives of people from my ancestors or people in the past or my family's lives, you know, that I'm, I've lived through or not lived through, but 
have been around to to express that to other people for them to understand, hey, people are going through these things. And it's not always sad, pity stories and things like that. Like it's happiness, it's joy in those stories too. And I still wouldn't express that either back in the day. So now I'm just like, I'm free. You can't tell me nothing. Yes. And um, when you talk about Haraka, so for everybody who doesn't know, Haraka is Haraka Writers um, Performing Arts Ensemble. It's a spoken word ensemble. And this is actually how me and Latrice met mm-hmm. through the spoken word ensemble. And being in this ensemble really allowed me to put into practice what I had learned about vulnerability. Right. Because learning is one thing, but then finding the application, mm-hmm. that's what separates it. Right. So I was... I would write these pieces and sometimes I'd be saying things that I usually wouldn't say in conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could learn a little bit about me and as I was performing these pieces and things. And even the way that you play around with your voice. And yeah. I, I, the most vulnerable part about spoken word that I had experienced was when you're writing down your, your poem, the voice in your head mm-hmm. is the same voice that you perform with. Mm-hmm. The intensity, the emotion... And usually you don't want other people to hear Mm -hmm. what you sounded like in your head when you wrote it, because you're not sure about how that translates. You're Mm -hmm. not sure about that, how that you're not sure about how that's going to be received. Right. But once you go out there and you just lay it all on the line, Mm -hmm. what you're going to realize is you don't care about what they say during the piece, which is going to be all right. I'll go on, baby. This Mm -hmm. is okay. You know, it's a bunch of that. Um so, I mean, yeah, there's gonna be it's mostly gonna be positive ad libs anyway. Yeah. And then after the piece, you're not gonna care what people say about you. Most yeah. of them are gonna be like, oh, that was great. Because it's really not about what you say, it's about how you make people feel. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be very hard to get people to care, to get people to have positive feelings about what you're doing if you're not willing to be vulnerable in front of them. Right. Because vulnerability allows you to connect allows you to connect with people. Right. And what I learned was just a sl- just slight discomfort. It only takes slight discomfort mm-hmm. to connect with others. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to me, those are the, the experiences or the performances that people remember the most, right? Like for me, I always say, I don't want to go to no no one's concert, right? If they aren't singing their whole heart out, putting their soul on, you know, let me not say their soul, but singing their whole heart out, right? I don't want to go see them in concert, basically. Um, and there are some some artists who definitely do that, dance and speak and A, B, C, D, E, put it in their paintings, whatever. Um, but yeah, for the people who are considering like, well, I'm afraid and blah, blah, blah. Don't don't go up there and perform. Don't go put your art out there publicly. Don't do it. If you're not going to be real for the people, they're not going to be real back to you. You have to be vulnerable. And And I was looking at the definition and it. It doesn't, it's not uh, positive words around it. Like the definition, when you look it up on Google, it says susceptible to physical or emotional attack or harm. And then the synonyms say endangered, unsafe, unprotected, ill-protected, unguarded, open to attack. So this is why, you know, so many people, when they think of the word vulnerable, they're like, I'm not doing that. I'm not being that. Like, I'm I'm susceptible to being attacked right now. Um, and we, we have to change and rewrite that narrative. That's not the case. That's not the truth. One of the movies that I liked the most was um, Inside Out, which was, you know, the uh, discussing the emotions movie. And I loved it because so many people, they think they have to suppress the sadness, the anger and things like that. And it's like, actually, all of these are a part of who we are. So the more you keep trying to suppress what's so-called been deemed as negative, 
You're not being a real person and eventually your body's going to attack you. Okay, it's not going to attack you, but it will shut down and it's not right. You know, that's where you start having those, like I said, mental illnesses and challenges when you're not allowed or allowing yourself to be free, to do everything your body was capable of. Yeah, that's a very good point. So I had said the kind of the turning point of vulnerability for me, Mm -hmm. you know, meeting that dancer and him giving me the pretty much the scoop mm-hmm. on what vulnerability had done for him, what it can do for me. And I didn't mention the follow-up conversations, but yeah. Basically, what I want to know is where was the turning point for you? It was freshman year joining Haraka, freshman year at Purdue University and Haraka Writers. And I want to say it was several people. So I heard it the first time from someone saying, basically, if you are an artist, you are you have to be vulnerable. And I heard that from several professors. I also heard it from the dance instructor who, you know, had that instru- uh, conversation with you about being vulnerable our sophomore year. But I heard that from him. Actually, I heard that from him my senior year of high school because um, I performed a spoken word piece or a few spoken word pieces for our uh, last dance performance. But, uh, yeah, that turning point really where it grasped me and made me go, oh, I just have to be 100% me. I was in a theater class. Um, I think it was Theater 133 specifically, which is like the basic introductory um, acting class at Purdue. Um, survey of acting is what they call it. And it, this was coupled with being in Haraka at the same time, right? So I'm hearing Mr. Kahari, who was, who was our artistic director or artist in residence, they say, um, explaining to us what it means to be performers and why we should let go and let those emotions out that we you know, had in our head and that, that we wrote on the page. But I'm also hearing this Um, theater instructors say, you know, to be an actor, this is what you have to do. You have to be vulnerable. You have to let yourself be inside these other characters' worlds, basically. You can't be thinking, oh, the people are going to be looking at me crazy if tears are, you know, streaming down my face. Whatever it is that you, you have brought to this piece or to this story, all of the things that, all of your weaknesses, basically, are going to be shown to the world. You know, whatever's holding you back, people are going to, they may not know what it is that's holding you back, but they're going to be able to be like... Ah, yeah, sis. Mm, Wasn't the greatest. She's holding herself back. She didn't didn't let herself go as far as she could with that role, right? And the same thing when we're performing the spoken word. When you hear somebody, they're they're just right there where they, 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 if they would have let go, they would have been powerful, right? To me, trying not to be vulnerable is when you're being the vulnerable of this definition where one of the synonyms says powerless. That's when you're being powerless, when you're not allowing yourself to fully be all that you are and just let go and express yourself. So for me, yeah, it happened freshman year, a culmination of the dance instructor who spoke to you originally about vulnerability, Mr. Kahari, Haraka, and my theater classes. So we are both artsy people. Mm-hmm. So for regular life application, if you're not super artsy, mm-hmm. where can vulnerability help? There. Relationships. And that's relationships with your family members, relationships with your significant others or partners. Um, And I say that because people aren't being real. They feel like they can't cry in front of their parents or in front of their kids. Uh, They feel like they can't express certain things because it makes them look weak, like I said, or it makes them feel like if they let their guard down, boom, here's this person then who can betray them or who can attack them and do A, B, C, D. Like I know, and I'll speak for the female perspective, a lot of women refuse to be vulnerable because either A, they've seen it with their parents and their girlfriends and blah, blah, blah. And it's been done to them that if they let their guard down, here comes somebody who they, they want to be with or wanted to be with 
throwing it in their face or not committing to them. So I feel like, like I said, don't completely, you know, 100% let your guard down with these people that you don't know you're still getting to know. Um, But you do have to have some type of room, like a 50%, you know, guard down um, if you want to let people in. If that's truly what you say, because I feel like when you're holding your your guard up and, and not being vulnerable, that's when people, you know, you're pushing them away, basically. So I'm not saying you're enabling them to cheat or anything like that, but you're you're not letting them in. So they don't even know who you are. And then that's when they go away. They go astray, basically. Yeah. Um. So I'm not the jealous type. Mm-hmm, me either. But I do have insecurities. Mm-hmm. They just lie elsewhere. Right. And they're kind of deeper within myself. And they can kind of be like triggered to certain situations where I'm not expecting it. So all of a sudden, like I have a problem with something just Mm -hmm. right there on the spot. Right. And then my reaction is really bad or it's super adverse. Mm -hmm. And most of the times uncalled for from the outside in, you know, especially once I sit back, think about it five minutes later, I'm like, why do I react like that? (laughs) So, (laughs) but I, the part that I don't enjoy about those situations is, Coming well, the part that I didn't used to enjoy is coming back up to the trees and just being like, "Yeah, I just, I just got really insecure in that moment. Mm-hmm. Didn't really know it was gonna happen." Um, it's a very vulnerable situation to put yourself in, right? Um, you know, the trees could just destroy me. Like, oh, you weak. I don't know why you would ever. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you? Why would you do that? You know, she could literally just step on me. But sometimes you just got to trust that's not gonna happen. And then if it does happen, you'll bounce back. Yeah. I mean, you got to. That's the thing about vulnerability. It's assuming risk. Yeah. You know, people who do great things assume the risk Mm -hmm. because there's light on the other side of that risk. Right. Everybody's saying everything you want on the other side of fear, on the Mm -hmm. other side of terror, on the other side of risk. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those ain't just motivational speeches. Mm -hmm. That's true because you got to take that jump. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes vulnerability is taking that jump, challenging yourself. You know, shooting your shot. Okay, I mean, and, and I mean, really shooting your shot. And I know that's funny to say, but I'm for real. People think shooting their shot is saying these disrespectful lines, trying to be Mr. Mac cool, whatever you want to call yourself. No, I mean, literally, if you if you say you want to take a chance with somebody and you 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 think, oh, this person will never give me the time of day. Right. Listen, put yourself out there. Actually explain, you know, who you are, what you what, what you're interested in doing and say that you want to be this with this person. And look, they are allowed to say no. They are allowed to say, you know what? Thank you, you know, for voicing that to me or writing this to me. I'm not looking to be with you or I'm not looking to be with anybody right now. But sitting there, you know, being all defensive and trying to be cool and smooth and all this other stuff that they keep putting out, that that's not real. And no, nobody wants to be with somebody who's not real. Okay, let me not say nobody. There are definitely some people who are okay with being with fake people. But if you want a real person... Be real. Now, what about jobs? Vulnerability in the workplace. Now, that, that's when that's when people be like, there's no place for me to be vulnerable. I'll be vulnerable once I get back to the crib. Well, it depends on where you're working. If you're working with kids, you have to be vulnerable, okay? And you can't be vulnerable to the point where you're letting them step over you. That's not what I'm saying right there. But you also have to show them that you're human and you also make mistakes. And it's okay if they make mistakes. So, you know... That's why I keep saying, don't don't think you have to just be 100% letting your whole guard down and, oh, yeah, let's just all cry together right now. No, no, I'm not saying that, but you, you can find somebody who wants to do that with you. Meetup.com, shout out to you. Um, but yeah, in, in the workplace, it all depends. And I, I can't really speak on that because I don't know every job field and when it's 
absolutely okay to be vulnerable and things like that. But I do know there are very strict guidelines where, you know, sometimes if you're the head, you can't be vulnerable. That might be, you know, billion dollar difference. You know, you sitting up there. Well, you can't be vulnerable to the people you're in charge of sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it just depends. It just depends. Yeah, you're right. It does depend. That's where it gets a little tougher. But that's where they do social gatherings and different things like that, where they can be you know, they, they they can let their guard down a little bit. They don't have to always be boss, basically, or whatever your job position may be. You don't always have to be coworker or whatever level you're at. But there are moments for that. Um, and I say if those moments are exposed to you or you are invited to experience these things, do it. Don't be afraid. Hmm. Guess what I guess what I hear coming. What? Uh part two. Part two's on the way, everybody. Bow.